What up? 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 That's my, <laughs> this is the opera episode, everybody. Right. Brought to you by Pavarotti Inc. If you ain't singing, <laughs> you ain't bringing. Oh, man. Welcome to another episode of Love God Love Sex Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Heath Maxwell. What's good, everybody? It's Jamie. Uh, before we get started, um, smash that subscribe button. We want to thank everybody for following us at Love God Love Sex Pod across all of our socials. Yes. Here on YouTube. Thank you. On uh, TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Continue listening. Continue sharing. We thank you for building community with us. Yep. Um, Today. Yep. Today. What are we getting into today? We're talking about. Fetishes and fantasies. Ooh, that's, that's some F&F. some some sex direct content. Yeah, the F and F music <laughs> factory, <laughs> like CNC. Oh yeah, exactly. He said, "I want to make you sweat and mm. then pee on me." <laughs> yeah, we we not about to Kelly this situation up. things that make you go hmm. Mm, for real. Or things or nipple mm, clamps that make me go. I, I mean, mm. listen, we done already jumped into talking about peeing. I mean, it is well, that's a kink for somebody. It, it is, and it is a fetish. It for is some. a fetish. It is a fetish. You know, we'll explore this later on the episode. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the volume about and about on the conversation on fetishes, fantasies, and even kinks has gone from two. Oh, that dial is all the way up. To like 10. <laughs> that dial is all It's like now you can't God. talk about sex without talking about kinks. Fetishes, Before we yeah. used to be able to talk about sex. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the pussy. Or I'm going to yeah, be yeah, yeah, that yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And then someone would be like, yo, I'm really into anal. Okay, no problem. That, that's what you're into, anal. Now it's going from anal to like anal toys and anal beads. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like whatever. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Anal beads for those who want to do that. Okay, do you do you. To like full on. Acts that aren't necessarily historically or traditionally, and I would say the mainstream sex tradition, mm-hmm. which is mainly heteronormative. So right. we have to name that and own that mm-hmm. because it's been it's not inclusive. Heteronormative tradition it, it, to include all these other acts that aren't necessarily dealing with penis to vagina penetration. Right. And we've talked about this before, the difference between Sex and sexual behavior. Yes. So perfect. Yeah. Let's let's start right there. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, we... Yeah. Your sex, like so, sex positions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's 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 get right into it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you. What you want to quiz? No, you know what? Quiz me for once. <laughs> People have commented about that. They're like, "Yo, are you interviewing Jay? <laughs> or are y'all having a podcast?" So you quiz me, Jay. Uh, well, I mean, I think the most obvious question is, "What's your favorite position?" Oh, yo, I have this, like, I don't know. I don't, It's so weird. But it's missionary with the legs on my shoulders. I don't know. Something about that is just. So you're trying to pile drive. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I mean, that's 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 a make a statement position right there to me. At yeah, least. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that. So let's dig into that. Why? Why that position specifically? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just it's just something that just appeals to me. Does anybody else want to call BS on this? I don't know. Answer. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I just, I just love the feeling of uh, a woman's legs, mm-hmm. skin contact. Also, I think when I was exposed to images of sex, porn or R related or mm-hmm. Skinamax, Cinemax related, mm-hmm. 
it was always women's feet in there. He's like, I, I don't remember seeing a lot of doggy style in the made up intimacy scenes that you know you saw. I mean, that got big with um, the movie with Seymour Hoffman and Marissa Tomei uh, before the Devil Knows You Dead, and then I, I haven't and I haven't seen this, that movie or Monsters Ball, but I heard they're really good like doggy style scenes in in that. In, mm. in those movies. So I see like Doggy has become really big now, but there really wasn't like a big thing I think when I was growing up. It was like that leg in the air, you know, or, or girl riding or woman woman riding a dude. Man. Those two were just what was there in the 80s, early 90s, coming of age. I think my my favorite Doggy position, I mean, my scene of recent years is probably Baby Boy. Your man Tyrese was blowing Taraji's back out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Again, that's a movie I've seen. I haven't seen all of it. <laughs> I've seen most of that except for like that scene. I think because I think I'm always coming to Baby Boy, like maybe 45 minutes hour in. I don't think I've seen so much of that. Oh, you doing yourself a disservice, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I love my favorite line is, "Man, go ahead and do it, man. I didn't seen everything but Christ." <laughs> Shout out to Snoop. <laughs> I didn't seen everything but Christ. <laughs> but no, I mean that's that's there is something about the depth, how deep you can go when someone's leg is on your shoulders, mm-hmm. when a woman's leg is on your shoulders. Um, and then also being able to look them in the eye. That's what I love too. Yeah. I love when I'm being intimate with a woman and I can just, and I mean physically intimate, you could do that in regular intimacy, um, emotional intimacy and conversation. But when you're fucking and you're able to look into her eyes, Mm -hmm. that to me is just a powerful signaling, a powerful connection. Oh, deeply connective act to be able to look into someone's eyes and see how your thrust or, you know what I mean, how deep you're going is impacting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It definitely maybe then is somewhat related to a power kink. Maybe there's a power that I believe that I have. Right. Because, right. It's the man. There is power, power, (laughs) wonder working power in the stroke. (laughs) Yo, so we going to hell. Why not gonna go to hell for making a joke? Oh Take my, on, God. Man. People... my God! True, true. God got a sense yeah, of humor too. Child trafficking out here. I gotta go to hell for a joke. Let's get out of here. <laughs> what kind of arrangement oh is this? Oh my God! No, no, no. But I mean, that's <laughs> that is interesting though. I think that. that <laughs> I'm sorry. Thing... <laughs> Your man broke out into the tambourine song. Wondrous oh working power. God. One in the, the precious. And the pressure stroke of the D. <laughs> <laughs> For those who know we're laughing, uh, Jamie and I grew up in the black church. That's a very uh, powerful song that we play after the Eucharist. Facts. Um, well, well, I would say <laughs> the, the doggy or me being on top is, is one of my favorite positions because truth be told, mm-hmm. if a woman is on top, I cannot control the stroke. And I can't hold it as good as I can when I can control the control the stroke. So, so for me, it's kind of like when I'm you know hitting yeah. from the back or I'm on top and I can control how deep I'm going, how mm-hmm, hard mm-hmm, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit better off. I can last a little bit longer. So, well, you know, that's very important too because one other thing when when the legs are on the shoulders. I can also stimulate her clitoris, which is something mm. else that I love doing. So you can either be, do like a like a little small vibrator or like a, a wand. I know people use the Tashi wand, but uh, I think that's what it's called. Uh, or you can use your, your fingers. I mean, you have to be kind of sometimes a little difficult. Uh, you have to be wary of the pressure. 
mm-hmm. you're applying in that yeah. case. So, so to each his own. But I just, I just love that position where you can get vaginal stimulation and still get clitoral stimulation at the same time. To me, that's just great. You can do, do that with your body, too. And I don't know if a lot of people notice, yes. but this is the reason why I think a lot of times some women prefer a guy to be bigger than them because yeah. the weight that you're yes. putting on yes. them yes. can Even stimulate the their clit. That's what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. while you're stroking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like you guy's know, belly if, you, if you light like me, you only weigh 180 pounds. <laughs> but if you got a gut... You that's, might that's, need somebody exactly. that's, you know, 120, 110. <laughs> so you can lay on them and while you're stroking. Yeah, exactly. Said, Watch Michael B. Jordan do this. He can't do this. <laughs> Adonis can't do this. Yeah, he can't do this. Yeah, he can't do all that. Yeah, Jonathan Majors on Ebony, you can't be doing all that. <laughs> Yo, sir, shout out to Creed 3. I heard that did very well in the box office. Oh, yeah, then shout out to Michael B. Jordan on his directorial debut. I Word. hope this is the beginning of many more impactful shaping movies both for both of them. And, of course, for um, Tessa Thompson, who I think is a phenomenal actress. Word. Uh, so switching, you know, you, you touched on something, and I, and I did too, about power. Do you think that sexual positions t- give an understanding of intimacy identity? I, I think I, it can. I talked about power, mm-hmm. right? So, is there is if sex sometimes is is about power? They said that in the that show House of Cards, right? The first season, Kevin Spacey's character mentioned, you know, everything's about sex except sex. Mm. He was talking to mm. uh, I forgot the actress's name, Mara uh, character. The last name is Mara, but everything's about sex except sex. Wow. So, in that vein, sometimes your positions indicate that you know you're trying to take on a persona in the bedroom that you normally can't have when you're just walking down the street and you're in the workplace. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think what I've heard from a lot of women is, yo, I'm in a power position all day at work. I want to be more submissive when I get mm-hmm. home. I've heard that too. So, so it's like, because I can't be submissive at the workplace and be a little bit more dominated at the workplace, uh, I like to do that in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like they are taking on more of a persona. Mm-hmm. In, in mm-hmm. that way. And I think conversely, there are a lot of men who aren't in power positions at the job, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yep. uh, you know, when they get home, they want to be that king. Yes. For example, example, I'm going to put your head in the pillow. I'm going to be pulling your hair. I'm going to be getting getting mm-hmm. real. Get on, get on all fours. I'm wrapping my hand around your neck. And it's, again, this is what we yeah. talked about, the sexual behavior, not sex. Yes. You know, yeah. we're, we're defining sex as more penetrative. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or like you said, traditionally, that heteronormative. heteronormative yeah. Definition. The yeah. path of procreation typically. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, that exactly. is the path of procreation. I mean, right. obviously. You need penetration. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Through penetration. Uh so that is also, I think, <laughs> when we talk about identities, I wonder how much that plays into what people feel about sexual chemistry with somebody. Mm. Right? Because if I can't bring out my true identity in the bedroom, do we really have chemistry? Mm. Well, can you have physical chemistry without having that kind of identity chemistry? I think I think you could, but for some people, I just wonder when people say the sex is not good. I see. I that's something that's a whole other episode. When I hear people say the sex is not good, I have a tendency to like want to Columbo that. Like, excuse like, me, wait, wait, what does you mean not good? Uh, you it, said it, on the fifteenth when my fucking wrinkled <laughs> tr- trench coat. I'm telling some out here. <laughs> exactly. Just one more thing, <laughs> you know, Peter Faulkner out here. Mm-hmm. You said that the sex was bad, but then you said the sex was good on the twenty eighth. You know that kind of thing because. I, I don't think we plumb the depths of our heart and our, our minds when we talk about mismatched sex. 
and I hear people say, well, it should be this. And it's just like, yeah, but that's vague. Even to me, now you're just talking to me in the conversation. Yeah. Then you add in the pressure of performance and wanting to please you. What is it that you need? What is it that you're trying to achieve in this process that this person is not meeting? And that's a whole nother topic, too. Do you really know what you need sexually? I mean, I think a lot of people feel like they know what they need to get off. But getting off is a is a destination point. Yes. When we're talking about what does it take for sex to be good, we're talking about the journey. Exactly. So so while we are transitioning from doggy to missionary or mm-hmm. from, you know, foreplay to actual penetration, like what are these things that make this whole process holistically good yeah. for you? Yeah. Do you need to be held and kissed as well during sex? Yes. Do yeah, you yeah, need yeah. someone to be talking to you? You know what I mean? So Exactly a certain way. Yeah. Ali Wong uh, jokes about that. And I've mentioned that on the podcast before. But even <laughs> me, you know. I sometimes prefer session sex over just efficient sex. Mm. But, go know, deeper. What do you say? Go deeper. Explain so session to sex to me is, again, what did I see growing up, right? Or if you're watching porn, you're watching something for 30 minutes, well, then sex must go 30 minutes. Mm. For me to feel satisfied with the sex, even if I got off, I need to know that I, I, you know, I did the marathon man. Got you. You know what I mean? I ran. You put your you wife know, through the paces. Staten Island to Brooklyn. Came back back around to the Bronx, cut, mm. cut, cut the tape in Central Park. <laughs> I did my 27 miles, y'all. I did my 27 miles. Give right. me my gold medal. Wrap me in that little cellophane thing. See me on the train. Later on, people high-five me. Great in sex. You know, that's what I want. Uh, but efficient sex sometimes is what's needed, right? People talk about the powers of quickies, especially married couples with children. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I got off. You got off. That shit was incredible. It was just so spontaneous. It happened one, two, three. You got, you know, everyone walked away satisfied. For me, sometimes, even if I had that, it's like, nah, man, I need that session. But it's like, how you going to get a session, you know what I'm saying, at the family barbecue in the bathroom? <laughs> everyone knows what you're doing in the past three minutes. Right. It'll take in, nobody out. Well, I, I, I got to go help adjust the him or her dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the him or her, too. The him or her clitoral hood. Get your ass oh, out of grandma's bathroom. Right. Yes, that's that's wild. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I think, again, this is the ways in which we we can be influenced or programmed and we're not careful. Like you just said, what is it that you know what it means to get off, Mm -hmm. but what do you mean to really enjoy sex and be satisfied? Mm -hmm. Especially Mm -hmm. for men where it's sometimes very performance-based and for some women it's performance-based. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's something I think we have to continue to explore and look within ourselves. But speaking of exploration, this is an important part of fetishes and and kinks and fantasies. The art of exploration. So much of what you learn when you're younger coming up is unidirectional. It's porn, it's magazines, it's friends whispering in your ear, yo, I heard about this, I heard Mm -hmm, about that. mm -hmm. Then you get to a point where you can hopefully have some agency of your body. What does it mean to explore what your fetishes are, what your fantasies are, and and, and go deeper. I mean, I think you first got to start with experimentation, Um, whether that is Mm self-experimentation, you know, finding out different areas on your body that you like, Mm -hmm. and then obviously including a partner in that. Um, I think if if you want to talk about uh, exploring educationally, that might be looking at uh, different content creators in the sex space mm-hmm. and, and kind of hearing or reading books or seeing visuals about different things that you can try. I will say, um, and, and this is not a hot take, but as a man, 
I have not had many partners say that they wanted to explore my body. Mm. I feel like a, a, my experience has been, it is almost kind of taken for granted that a man can receive pleasure outside of his genital area. And I have not had a lot of women be like, well, let me, you know, kiss down your back or, you your know neck. what I mean? Or your neck or, you know what I mean? I mean, I did have one chick say she wanted to suck on my toes and she did it. And it was like, I was like, oh, okay, I could, yeah. I could get with it. But it was more the fact that she was pushing me outside of my comfort zone yeah, to yeah, try yeah, something yeah. Mm-hmm. that was um, exciting than the actual act itself. But still, it was just the fact that someone showed um, excitement about wanting to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. That's, I never thought about that. I mean, it goes back to John Mayer, your body's a wonderland. No one really mm, thinks about love that song. Yeah. For men that your body is, is a, a wonderland, wonderland also for yeah, sure. Yeah. That there are different things that you can do, whether on your arms, your neck, your ears, mm-hmm. your head, your face, your lips, your that chest, be, your, your chest. Yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. Even your nipples. Area can be just as stimu- equally stimulating for you as going right to you know the to rodeo. The yeah, for sure, for sure. Now let me ask you this. Yeah, quickly, do you think a lot of women feel roadblocked to something like that? Yeah, I, I think so. I think some men um, in roadblock not in the sense of don't touch me there, but like when you get with your partner and they're already met, automatically putting your hand on their dick. And they're kind of telling you, like, yo, right? They're showing get, you, yeah, this is yeah, what, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you go to Nobu, you ain't gonna stop at Nobu. And go to another. No, I said we go to Nobu. You know what I'm saying? This Pick up a menu. We getting some sushi. On. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, what you over there doing in uh, you know, downtown at the pizzeria shop? So they they're guiding you to the focus area. Yeah. So why would want. you? Right. right? Why right. would you? You know, especially if you're in a situationship or, again, you're trying to be efficient. You're just trying to get to you're not going to explore like that. Mm -hmm. You need time. And I don't know if men are really seeing images or listening to stories where men are exploring their bodies. It goes back even to to tantric sex. A lot of men, when you hear a lot of the tantric practitioners, for years I've listened to them talk to men about getting in control of their nervous system. Mm-hmm. Practicing holding in your orgasm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doing work. things like edge work. Yep, yep. Right. You're learning more and more about your nervous system. It doesn't just have to be one, two, three. Uh, and I mean, one, two, three doesn't just mean five seconds. It could be happening after an hour. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be point A, point Z, the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Hard penis, soft penis, as Shan Boudrum likes to say. Right. The end. There is a lot more there if you give yourself time to explore your body. And this is not exploring your body just as far as touch points, but there's something internal going on. Regulating yourself, regulating your emotional highs, understanding Mm. what your low is. What is your ceiling? What is your floor? How do you adjust it? Over time, you know, people getting to jelking now. So there's all these things that I, I think men need to do, but it requires exploration, but we haven't seen images of that. Right, so most men who are watching porn aren't going to turn on a porno and just watch a man with coconut oil, being like, "Okay, I'm I'm slowly regulating myself." You know, like, what the fuck am I? I'm just going to watch some guy jerk off and touch himself, right. and take me through a narrative point A to point B to point Z about how to control my orgasm so that it's not just ejaculatory, but it's a whole body orgasm or a mind or you know, tantra really gets into the different orgasms men can have, and that mm-hmm. alone is another form of exploration. But are you going to sit there and watch that? Right. Are you going to put that into the search? 
Are you going to put in BBWs? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, BBC. I'm putting in BBWs, but... <laughs> it is you know what I'm saying? That. BBC, <laughs> you know, a, 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 a hot ebony babe with, mm-hmm. you know, BBC in the pool. Right. You, you're not putting that in there. So I think a lot of men don't get access to points of exploration that would matter to them in the typical ways or channels that they're accustomed to. Well, I asked that because my follow-up was going to be, do you feel like that is not necessarily an image of manhood that women want to see? What's that? Of, of a man who who is not just trying to get pleasure outside of his genitals. Like, do you, do you feel like women want to see men or uh, experience and interact with men who have uh, a knowledge of maybe what's not necessarily the normal pleasure zones? Or yeah, I think so. Zones? You think so? Because you, you're seeing more back to kinks and fetishes. Is, fetishes, excuse me. We talk about uh, pegging. Mm-hmm. Pegging is really big now. And a lot of women, when they go on their podcast with their porn stars or well-known women or unknown women, they're just you know, into their, their bodies and into sex. They talk about how many of the men they're with, they want to peg. And right, right, right. Want, and they'll put on a strap on and men want pegging and they're doing videos on how do you peg your man. So I think women are open to it. I think there's more women willing to talk about it. Sometimes, though, I think women respectfully are trying to protect sometimes the men's interests for sure and proclivities in the bedroom because mm-hmm. once that gets out that you like pegging right now you're people just a question step closer your to being yeah, yep. the capital g a y and then i'm yep. questioning your manhood yeah because well, we have all these homophobic and, yep, yep. and anti-gay notions of self man that's a that's a bar right there bro so no one feels that they can express themselves. I think the women are completely all right with it. I think I told you before, I read that book, Sexual Intelligence, a definite recommend. And in the book, the therapist who wrote the book talked about a, a man who liked putting on his wife's panties. And she came to the sex therapy session because he was always putting on his panties, but talking to her about it, how about she didn't like it? And it got to a point she was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. She, she, she looked at the therapist, looked at him and said, I don't care that you wear my panties. I literally do not care. <laughs> She's like, but you talk about it all the time. This is why I'm here. She's like, it's gotten to a point where it's incessant. It's annoying. We can't function. I can't talk to you about anything else because mm. you're constantly bringing up the fact that I'm wearing your panties. I think the only request was buy your own panties. Don't wear mine. I think was, was in the book and I could be wrong. But the point the therapist had to tell the dude was like, he's the guy starts crying and he's like, oh, you know, she's upset about the panties. And he's like, listen, man. It's not about, I think, the panties. She's already established that she's okay with it. What she's upset about is that you keep talking about it. It's like we love to play with watch New York Knicks, and every single day you wake up talking about the Knicks. Most people would say, hey, yo, look, um, we're at a funeral. Do you mind if we just keep the Knicks conversation to, <laughs> to a minimum? After we put the body in the ground? Right. Then at the repast, we can have all the Knicks conversations. We, in fact, want the Knicks conversations. Want to get our mind off the dead, the dead person we just put in the ground. Right. And that's what I think is happening a lot. A lot of men sometimes are covering or dancing around the topic in these weird ways. And some women are like, hey, man, I'll support you, but how much more of this dancing can I do? Mm. The music stops. The lights cut on. It's time to go home. Mm. And you're still there trying to, oh, I hear squeaky sneakers on the floor. Wow. So, yo, guys, if if you're into, you know, things that aren't necessarily considered the norm, yo, express that to your partner. Yeah, for sure. And let that be between you guys in the sense that don't harass them about that. Word. Because I think sometimes men, again, we're covering. We're covering. We're using different behaviors because we feel 
intimidated by our own body, intimidated by our power, intimidated by practicing our power in different ways. And then we put it on our partner or she's not listening or she's not performing right or she's, you know, she's telling people and she hasn't said anybody. She's not judging. She hasn't told Mm. anybody. Excuse me. She's not judging you. It's you dealing with your own sense of self, which is just a natural process that you have to deal with. But you can't take it out on other people. Yeah. And I mean, to talk about dealing with your own sense of self, um, this is also something we had plot pointed for this, which is creating an environment to yeah. be able to express these, you know, these different expressions and ideas and notions of yourself to people without worrying about being judged or, or yeah, things like for that. Sure. So I think the three things that we had down for creating an environment is communication, mm-hmm. safety and consent. And communication is self-explanatory. You have to communicate your needs. Mm-hmm. Safety in that you create a non-judgmental zone. Now, when we say non-judgmental zone, it doesn't mean you can't say no. Right. But, you know, you basically have to let someone say what they need to say. And you give yourself time to assess it and then come back without having to label it or categorize it. Yeah. Or put it into some kind of box. And tone matters, right? It's body language, tone, and then words. So body language and tone make up the bulk of communication, 93%, 7% is just words. So your body language and tone, when you're talking to someone after they've made a request or they talk about something, is going to matter. Yeah, you can't be like, ill. Yeah, know exactly. I mean? yeah, yeah, don't yuck. They would say, don't yuck someone's yum. Right. And the last thing is consent, asking, permission. I mean, we can't talk about consent enough. enough. Shout out to Amber Rose for all of her work on consent. It's needed. It's required. Uh, we need to be teaching everybody about consent, young boys and young girls. Facts. Consent is important. You are with a human being and you want to make sure you're bonding and connecting with that human being on terms that they're able to agree to and verbalize. Mm-hmm. This is why an age of consent makes sense for, for many of us when we talk about uh, you know physical intimacy. So let's just switch the conversation now to our last point, which is on kinks. And I have a question for you. Now I'm back to interviewing you. <laughs> Yo, dude, kinks are like everywhere now. I said in the opening episode, it's just like everywhere you go, you can't talk about sex without talking about kinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of don't get it. Um, well, just, you know, in, in reading about kinks, I, I wrote down this, yeah, this definition. Um, so it says, in human sexuality... Mm-hmm. Kinkiness is the use of non-conventional conventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a bend in one's sexual behavior. To contrast such behavior with straight or vanilla sexual mores or, and proclivities. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think as we talked about earlier, a lot of the times we define sex by that heteronormative uh, traditional definition which is more about, you know, penetrative. And when we talk about kinks, I think that's where the sexual behavior kind of comes into this mm-hmm. conversation. So, you know, in a normal situation, you would never want somebody to spit in your mouth. Yeah. At least not, not me. Yeah. I mean, I, like most people, yeah, right. they, they say spitting is like, yeah, I can't yeah. like you just told me you're gonna murder me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We talked about my mom in the yeah, wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just um, told me you drop me in Nevada acid. <laughs> yeah, but but I have heard people say like, "Yo, if I mean, I saw this one uh, TikTok video where this girl was like, "Yo, if a dude chokes me 
slaps me and spits in my mouth. I'm, I'm marrying this nigga. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, that's that obviously is a kink or some type of sexual behavior that right is a that. bend from the yeah, conventional, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So, I mean, clearly, I think um, on the heels of that sex positivity movement that you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of having mm-hmm. more people are open to talking about their kinks or that bend from natural or, or more conventional proclivities. And on, and on that note, let's wrap up. Last bit about kinks. What's anything you want to tell somebody about their kinks, their fantasies, uh, their quote unquote uh, proclivities, as you mentioned in your definition? Um, no, I just want to, want to give this story real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had... I have a friend who knows how much I love to give head. Yeah. And to the point where, and I might have mentioned this last season, but like she knew someone who was about to get married mm-hmm. and she had this potential or this bride to be had five bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yo, they, what she wants for her bachelorette is for somebody to, to come and give her and her bridesmaids head. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much. I considered it. And I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't know these broads. I don't know who running up in them and, you know what I mean? The the idea of a dental dam was not necessarily appealing to me. So I was just like, I'm not going to do it. But but the fact that I love this act, performing that act so much, I thought about it. So what I I say all of that to say, if my if I have any advice, it is, you know, explore the things that you love to do, but learn how to do it in a way, obviously, that's safe for you and the people you're dealing with. I think the last thing about kinks is normalize your kinks, meaning find ways to accept who you are for where, where you're at mm-hmm. and do it through a lens or through a community or an environment that's safe and is consent centric. I mean, there's layers of consent. It's not just one time asking, right. but there's layers of consent so that you give not only your partner the respect they deserve, but you give yourself the respect that you deserve to always ask yourself what's happening here. And when you're asking questions, you're constantly going back to the source to figure out who you are and what you're trying to figure out. So that's that. Great way to end that. Yeah, yeah. Check us out again on all our socials, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Love God, Love Sex Pod. Check us out on email, connect at lovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Podcast. I just said, I did a little Urkel there. Anyway, guys, take care. See you next episode. Peace.